0: Well, at least the one last night had 30 minutes on the snow leopard and like the mating ritual. It was, pretty, it was pretty amazing, but you kind of, you got to watch it. People running around
1: Woking bones into the ground As everyone just trying to be first
0: If you see me
1: falling down in the clouds, would you catch me for this bubble burst? Burr, burr. I'm an American
2: man. I got more d- Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the Discover Your Inner Awesome Podcast. My name is Rajiv Nathan, a.k.a. The Raj Nations. I am your show's host, and as always, I am joined by Martin McGovern, a.k.a. Marty McFly. This is Discover Your Inner Awesome, the only show where you get to eavesdrop on conversations with entrepreneurs, artists, and musicians about the stories, the journeys, the struggles, but most importantly, the questions. The questions that help us all better understand who we are, what we're doing, and how we can do it better. In this episode, we sit down with a new friend of mine by the name of Ryan Jeffrey. Ryan co-founded the tech startup Belly, perhaps you've used them before, at a shop or restaurant. He also was a founding partner in the quote-unquote startup factory known by the name of Ronan. And he's now working on a top-secret project, which he alludes to a little bit towards the end of the episode. Our conversation with Ryan centers around something that he's been thinking about recently as he's been doing a lot more traveling, and that is the concept of perspective. Specifically, we ask the question, how do you gain perspective? Now, before we dive into this conversation, as always, I want to give you a quick reminder and invitation. If you are not a member of our tribe already, head to www.discoveryourinnerawesome.com. Over there, enter your email address. You'll never miss another episode of the show, and you'll be kept in touch with all the cool news that we share. All right, let's dive in now to our conversation with Ryan Jeffrey. How do you gain perspective? Let's listen in.
0: To me, I think the the reason why Perspective is in the forefront of my mind and has been recently is because of a lot of bigger life changes that have come about in the last uh, year or so. Uh, Leading from um, my last company that I helped start, uh, a company called Ronin, which uh, was doing successful things. We were building companies and um, they were doing really well. But uh, I knew that I needed a change in my life, mostly because uh, I wasn't super passionate about uh, about what we were doing there in terms of the businesses that we were starting and I knew that I needed a different perspective on things and and uh so I was trying to go through that process myself around okay how do you bring in a new perspective and how do you think about life in a different way and and what does that mean for me in terms of my purpose overall when you think about how little time we have on this planet it's kind of a dire thing to think about but you try and make the most of it. And uh, a lot of it was coming from, uh, I had spent the last eight to 10 years or so building companies and on the ground floor of successful companies, of of failed companies, of um, uh, advising companies that did well and and not doing well. And I needed a new perspective on my life. And so I took, uh, took the leap of faith last September, which is now about six months ago, to uh four or five months ago to uh say all right i'm gonna figure that out i'm gonna bring in new perspective on my own life and i'm gonna take some time off to figure out what my life's purpose is overall and um and i think finding purpose and and how you go about doing that and gaining a new perspective uh is is up to the individual that is going through that and it's not necessarily we all can go through these different life experiences and have different perspectives on those experiences, yet it's how we formulate what that means for our own individual lives and how it and how it shapes us and how we take next steps and f- so for me, taking that time off um, and and being able to be in a fortunate position where I was able to do that allowed me to do a lot of self-reflection on what I wanted to do next and and where I wanted to lead my life going forward and that's where for me the perspective angle of okay, this is a really relevant subject for me. This is something that I'm really passionate about thinking about because that that decides what my next steps in life are going to be and what the purpose is overall going forward. And that's why I started thinking about it overall.
2: So talk us through that that quote-unquote like break that you took. Um, what did you do in that time and how, how did that help you?
0: Yeah, I, I think the the biggest, maybe this is just my experience as well, but where you gain the most perspective is by – putting yourself into situations where you're uncomfortable or where you challenge yourself in ways that you didn't, um, or, or didn't think that you could. And, and a lot of that comes for me, at least through travel. So, uh, I picked up everything. It was actually, uh, the September 1st was my last day at Ronin, uh, September, uh, actually I should go back. September 1st, I proposed to my girlfriend. September Congrats. 2nd was my, <laughs> thank you. My September 2nd was my last day at Ronin. And then that night we left for, uh, for Europe um, and traveled around to Greece, Croatia, Montenegro, uh, all over. And, and, uh, and that, you know, I think that that travel aspect of it, and I've since then have gone on a bunch of other endeavors and, and, and journeys um, that gives you a new perspective in and of itself. And so uh, allows you to, again, challenge yourself, uh, kind of think through things in different ways that you wouldn't normally that uh, you wouldn't normally do. And and that provides a, an ability to take a step back and actually focus on, okay, what is important in my life? What are the things that I want to concentrate on? What are the things that are most meaningful to me? And beyond putting myself in those situations of traveling and, and gaining new perspective, but forcing myself into conversations with people that I wouldn't normally want to have or or think about having conversations with around, okay, what, is, what does next steps mean for me? And what does that mean overall in terms of the direction and the shape of my life? And what perspective do I want to take on that going forward?
1: So what were some of the things that you discovered? What were some of your
0: revelations? So in terms of 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 the kind of my career overall, right? And I, I don't necessarily think of bucketing it into personal life and, and career life. I think those are intertwined. But for me, the career side of things at least, it was wanting to work with people that I trust and respected. That was kind of the number one thing that I took uh, took away from it, uh, and this time off that I had, and 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 talking to a lot of different people and going through these different experiences was okay. I want to work and surround myself with people that I trust, that I that I respect, and that I want to spend time with. Um, and I think a lot of that, to be completely frank with you, is that I hadn't been putting myself in those positions in the past, even though I'd been at uh, successful companies. Um, that had grown really quickly uh, they weren't necessarily places where um, i felt like i could i could thrive and where my passion was being um, was being unleashed in a lot of different ways and so I, I knew that i wanted to be with people that shared a lot of those same values with me and that was number one the team that you that you put yourself around is is oftentimes the most important in terms of the success that you have and number two was then being able to do things that i was was passionate about and was excited about waking up every single day and saying yes, that's that's what I want to work on today. That's what I want to be spending my time on. And and number three was uh, I wanted to do something that had more impact overall. Uh, and as corny as cheesy as it sounds, uh, do something that that makes the world a better place. That if if people looking back on it a hundred years from now uh, said, okay, w- w- you know the time that I had here, I spent it on endeavors that were improving the world or, or making it a better place for people to live and that's some of the things that I, I don't think if I had if I hadn't had the perspective of being able to take this time off and traveling and having these conversations I'm not sure that I would have come to those same conclusions because you get swept up into the day-to-day life and you get swept up to the comfort of knowing that you have a good paying job that you have a, a, a place that um, you can kind of call home and and uh And so, being able to take yourself out of that for me forced me into thinking about those things. Of okay, what do I want to do? What do I want to do going forward? How do I want to surround myself with the people that I know are going to do the best things for me in terms of the values that I have? Um, And I wouldn't have come to those same conclusions if I if I hadn't been able to take that time off because I would have been comfortable. And that's the the biggest impediment to uh, to doing what you really want to do in life is comfort uh, and knowing that okay, I have this, this successful job or I have this, what on the surface looks like a, a great uh, opportunity or, or a great career. Um, but really deep down, you know that you need to change. And I needed to do that in order to come up with these realizations of where I wanted to go next.
2: There's a couple of things here that I think are really interesting and important. So one is that idea of just taking time off. Um, I think I mean, we've both experienced this as well. Anytime you're able to just step away from whatever it is you are entrenched in is a point where you can actually give your mind a break and Mm -hmm. sometimes even your body a break um, and really start to have space to think. You know, when you're in the day to day of everything, when you're in that minutia, whether it's exciting or whether it's not exciting, it's still there's no rest for your brain. Uh, Like the second you wake up, you're thinking about, you know, your company. Uh, all the way until you go to bed, and mm-hmm. everything that's happening during the day is meetings, you know operations, whatever needs to get done to run the company and I think what you're what that helps with i mean being in that mode is you can run that thing very well and very efficiently a lot of times, but you don't get to you know step back and say, "Okay, am I really enjoying this or am I doing it because I keep do because because it's in front of me and I need to keep doing it, yeah.
0: Or, and because I'm paid to do it and right. I'm getting paid well or whatever. Right. You just get swept up in that. Yeah.
2: And then the other part of it is uh, I think you mentioned it was opening yourself up to new outlooks, and new mindsets, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. I think, and I, I don't, I can't speak for like other industries or other quote unquote worlds, but I think this is especially prevalent, prevalent rather, in the tech world where we are all really good at creating. I mean, not to use the phrase tech bubble, I don't mean in the sense of like dot com bubble, but like a tech thought bubble that everything that's happening in this world is the coolest thing ever. And Mm -hmm. you need to be up to up to the latest information. And that sort of leads to kind of how you were saying you want to ultimately create something that's going to have some lasting impact. And I remember, I think when we the first time we got together at that Starbucks and talked um, how we were joking, how like everyone is so proud of like the latest company that created, that's just like another filter for an Instagram app. It it adds no substance to the world or it adds no value really outside of somehow convincing a venture capitalist to throw $40 million behind it and and never actually make money, but it's this cool, interesting technology. (laughs) And that, again, I think the tech world is very good at creating that mindset bubble that everything that's happening in tech is interesting and amazing. And then one thought, just reinforces the other and you don't have much of that diversity of thought and that's honestly where the reason why i love doing our podcast is because i you know like we don't structure it as hey you're an expert in so and so so let's just talk about that here are the 10 questions that i ask every single person right (laughs) yeah (laughs) and we get to have conversations like this where and and i know like that's one of the ways and I'm sure you'll agree, and that's one of the ways it's helped me gain perspective over the last couple of years is having these kinds of conversations and having a platform for ourselves to do that. But I know like we've been able to learn things about people and already, you know, in like 10 minutes of talking to you, we're able to learn so much about you just by taking that extra effort to get uncomfortable, as you said, and have like a real conversation, not a, so what are the, what are the latest five trends that you're excited about?
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think it's I think it's very easy, both from, a, you know, as you're talking through that, thinking through the macro of uh, you, we're in the tech world and we think that what we're doing is the most important thing in the world. And uh, the technology that we're bringing to uh, solve uh, different problems in different industries, that's that's what that's what matters. And and then you get into the micro level of I remember this at even when the early days of Belly, when we were, we were growing that company and. Like you're consumed in that, right? That's your entire life. I mean, we were in the office the first year when it was just, I mean, there were five of us when we first started and then grew it to about 15. But uh, in that first year, we didn't leave the office before midnight uh, more than a dozen times, maybe. Um, And you're just so consumed in that that you think that that's the only thing that exists and that. You hear it's it's kind of a snowball effect in some ways, but you hear people talking about it, or you're written up in TechCrunch or whatever, and you think that that's the only thing that matters in the world, uh, and that everybody feels that way, and it's hard to believe that there are other people that wouldn't care as much about that specific <laughs> technology as as that. But then, and then, but then you go and you do something like like traveling, or or, or like even having conversations with others, or um, or or uh, mentoring, uh, kids in, in, in the South side, which we do it through, uh, future founders. Um, and you realize that it's not all about that, that technology that you're creating or that one specific industry that you're in. There's so much more to, to, to not just the world, but to yourself. And I think that you need to have those sorts of conversations. And I'm glad you guys are doing it in this, in this platform and other people have their own, but, um, being able to actually have that time or that opportunity to step back. And I think you almost have to force it upon yourself and, and, uh, it's, it's hard when you're living it day to day, right. But force it upon yourself to actually take some time and step back and say, okay, this isn't, this isn't the most important thing in the world. Um, there are other things out there that, that matter. And, and I need to concentrate on making sure that what I'm doing aligns with my values and my purpose overall. And that's really what, what, what matters, it's not how many iPads I can put on the counters of, of you know, mom and pop pizza shop, right? It's, it's, okay, there are bigger things in this world, but I think there are life events that, uh, that, that make that more important or that, that really catalyze that, that thought process for you, uh, or at least for me, too. Those things that you go through it could be a death in the family. It could be something that's positive, like an engagement uh, that really put things into perspective, but it's important to have those. And and I think it's important to find small moments to have those opportunities to reflect and say, all right, that's not the most important thing in the world.
2: Well, and I want to get your perspective on this, Martin. Um, the, like you said, like maybe it's a death in the family, maybe it's a positive thing, like an engagement, Martin, why do you think like, generally that's how people talk about this, right? Like, Oh, a major life event happened, and then sure. I and then I started changing the way I lived or the way I thought and acted. Why is it that we need like the major life event instead of just figuring it out without you know like hey like one random Tuesday I was like <laughs> I should just probably start doing things differently.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's inertia. I mean, we're creatures of habit, right? Um, just if you study, um, you know, primates and everything, you know, we. Are naturally drawn to groups, and when you're in a group, you're naturally drawn to group think. And one of the things that I've found to be very interesting, I'm actually curious for both of you um, to know the times. How many times have you actually like completely uprooted and changed? Because uh, for me, I've now worked in. It's always been you know some form of marketing, but it's been. Uh, corporate side, agency side, startup side, running my own business and now consulting. And like those are all very different outlooks on the world. And one of the things that I've found so interesting about each move is the type of like group thinking that happens in each one of those areas. So in my first job, it was very like comfort driven, like family driven. Stay here for, you know, to the next 25 years. Like don't change anything because you don't want to shake, like rock the boat, right? And then the agency world was like the exact opposite. It was like, everything's on fire all the time. And then like, (laughs) um, people are doing all these things, but it's all very kind of, I don't know, from my perspective, um, almost superficial. And then uh, I went to the startup side where everything was just focused on passion and like, work as many hours as you can, even if you're not getting paid, provide yeah. as much value as possible. like, And then like you wake up when you're like 40 and you're like, what has happened to the past <laughs> 20 years? Um, and so I find that to be very interesting because um, for me, it, I, I, I feel like I don't, I haven't been waiting for those big transition moments. I've been forcing them, kind of what you were saying. You have to force it because anytime I feel myself getting too caught up in one, mindset or one like group I something inside me just like starts to go oh no 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 and like that's a big thing that I've noticed in myself where I just even politically like I have a lot of opinions but anytime I get too far on one side or the other I'm like wait a second now I'm losing independent thought and that I think is one of the biggest things um, of constantly questioning your own thoughts which then allows you to question the so- social circumstances that you're in, um, but we are creatures of habit, and inertia is a serious thing. That <laughs> I think that's why most of the time you wait till there's a death or something, because you know months can go by, and if nothing changes, they just go by. It's like a snap yeah. of a finger, um, and then something happens, and suddenly you're like awake again. Oh, God, I, I'm not trying to use the word woke. Uh, <laughs> um, but it's like all of a sudden you're like, oh, wait a second. There are like the routine has broke and now everything is like fresh eyes again.
0: Yeah, I think a lot of those things, too, are, they're built over time, right? And it may be one specific instance or life moment that makes you realize, okay, I need to change I need to change this big thing in my life, whether it's a relationship or whether it's work or whatever it may be or where I live. Um, but but a lot of that is is small moments or experiences that's built over time, at least in my perspective, right? It wasn't me leaving the last company that i that I started wasn't a it wasn't one specific moment of clarity where, you know, I got hit by a car and I woke up in the hospital and I said, all right, this is what I need to do with my life. That never happened, right? And it you was, went and
1: wrote your book about the yeah, first right. chapter, yeah. I got hit by yeah. a <laughs>
0: car. It was a near-death experience. I saw the light and they told me, to, no, it, that, that doesn't really happen to real people. It, it it What happens is small moments of coming home at the end of the day and not being happy with who you see in the mirror and that happening more days than coming home where you're happy about who you see in the mirror, then you start to have these realizations or these these thoughts around, okay, maybe I need to make a change. Maybe I'm too comfortable. Maybe I need to challenge myself. And it's not, it doesn't necessarily have to be in I need to go quit my job tomorrow and, and travel the world and whatever. Um, it could just be as small as I need to start doing Raju like this. I need to start doing yoga, right? (laughs) I need to start meditating in the morning or I need to, um, you know, change something in terms of my my daily routine to see if I can have a different perspective on things. Um, and 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 so I think if you can have the the self awareness, and that's where self awareness is a big part of this. This, but the self awareness of knowing, all right, I'm not happy in this specific situation. You don't have to wait for those big life occurrences or life events to push yourself to to make a change for the better. You're constantly trying to do things to make yourself better over time. And that could be small things and it could be small habits, um, that you just, you continue to solidify and reassure yourself around, all right, this is how I need to be living my life. And these are the things and the choices that I need to make.
1: So Michael Jackson's man in the mirror is uh, the <laughs> theme song for this. <laughs> I'm
2: at the man in the mirror. <laughs> exactly. Well, even, even to add to that, I think that's a good point. It's like it, it's oftentimes a buildup of small events, but then I, I think in a lot of cases it's, it's a buildup and then there's one specific event yeah. that forces the inflection. And you the damn breaks. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like, you know, I'm thinking the last, last job I had, which was a few years ago now. Um, when I say that, I mean, last non self-employed thing. Um, I, you know, my last year there, I, was had reached my wits end. I just realized it wasn't stuff that I had cared about anymore um I started to have thoughts of like I feel like there can be more of an impact I can have and do I really care about a sweepstakes at the end of the day mm-hmm. um and it was I mean it was a several month build-up of just like not really loving going in every day not feeling energized even at the end of the day, like feeling really beaten down by the end of the day, not even like energized to go and like work out afterward after work or anything like that. Um, and then I went to, to Bald Head Island off North Carolina for a friend's wedding in like October of that year. And it, and like, you know, I, I traveled and I had a weekend to do nothing and, and not think like there's no cell service on that island. And, you know, like the weekend ended and I was like, I really like don't want to go back and do the same stuff again. And then yeah. like, that was the kind of the moment that I decided I was like, all right, I don't think I have much, much time left here. And then, you know, by the end of the year I had left the company. Um, I would even say too, with um, like also around that time was when I had, um, you know, I had gotten broken up with um, in a relationship. And then I was like personally just down for a while. And there's the buildup in the sense of like, just kind of feeling worse and worse about yourself and then the inflection point or the that like acute event was I happened to hear a podcast um, the, the microphone check NPR podcast where they were interviewing Jay Cole and there was just like one thing that he said and then like one clip of a song they played of his and I was like holy shit that helps me so much and then I started to transition how I thought and the specific thing was yeah um, uh, one of his and I don't know if you listen to Jay Cole's music but on his 2014 Forest Hills Drive album there's uh part of the the hook in one of his songs is he just keeps repeating don't
1: save her she don't want to be saved don't save her she do want to be saved don't save
2: her she do want to be saved don't save her she do want to be saved when i heard that i was like oh my god i have always put myself in this role of like feeling like i have to save people and i don't have to save people and yeah. i don't need to carry that burden i don't need to like you know feel bad about the last relationship because i couldn't I felt like I wasn't uh, living up to my ability to "quote unquote" save someone, yeah. And you know, and there are several other instances I can point to as well. But it's I think it's the buildup, and then there's one, one or maybe a couple moments that force so, you to take that time to look
0: at it. So the question that I pose to you, because I'm interested in it, do you think you would have had that realization if you hadn't heard that specific lyric at that time? Do you think it was you mentioned it was a buildup, and that was one specific in? but do you think that would have played out that same way? Even if you hadn't heard it It just would have taken longer. or You just would have needed a different sort of push
2: So I think I think it would have happened in some other fashion But only because and this kind of points back to how do you structure your life? We I I, I know like I and we had gotten ourselves to a point in which the way We lived our lives and what we were doing with idea lemon that we were forcing ourselves to constantly mm-hmm. take in new thoughts and mm. meet new people and get different perspectives. So I'm sure it would have come somewhere else. Maybe it would have taken six more months, but I'm pretty sure it would have happened anyways. But only because we had I, like I'll speak for myself. Um, I had constructed my life t- at that point to where it wasn't just hey I only know people in the advertising world and I'm I'm only meeting and talking to people who work at other ad agencies and let's all just get drunk and fuck yeah. each other. <laughs> I was going to say say that's the point that
1: I wanted to touch on too, but then you added that last part. Um, (laughs) um, No, but I I think you're right. It it was, um, it's, it's the fact that I think in retrospect, we always choose a moment, right? Because our brains want to create narratives out of our lives. So we look back and we're like, oh yeah, that was the defining moment. When I create the book or the movie about my life, I'm going to pull this story out and make that the thing, but it. it I think that that's just something—a trick that our brains play on our for ourselves. Where the truth is, we'd had dozens of conversations about wanting to quit your job, and like you wrote a manifesto, and like all these <laughs> different things, yeah. and like we had structured it, and it was a life structured to question, not to accept. And I think one of the things is we're talking about, it, like you know, questioning your perspectives and everything. You need to. There's there's positives on both sides. There's positives in comfort and there's positives in complete discomfort. And you need to have, I think, a push and pull between the two in order to, you know, keep some sanity. Like if your life is a hundred percent unstructured with no comfort, you're you're not gonna be able to stick around in anything long enough to make it meaningful. But if you're too entrenched in the comfort then you're not going to be questioning yourself enough to make sure that you're doing the right things on a regular basis. And so I I always find that push and pull between the two extremes to be very interesting. Um, And I'm kind of curious how you, you find those balances in your lives.
0: Well, I think, so I'm still struggling with that. I think it's something that evolves, right? I think how do you, it's a really good question around how do you continue to inject enough discomfort in your life where you're always feel like you're challenged or you can bring in new perspectives yet how do you ensure that that you're not always on this this roller coaster and i think it's especially true for entrepreneurs who are thinking about or who are kind of on this roller coaster of starting a company um and and i feel that you know every day is as as in the last month or so as i started to work on my next project and my next company is there are, there are days that you feel like things couldn't get any better. Um, and then there are days <laughs> where it feels like, what the fuck am I doing here, right? This isn't, like, th- does anybody believe in this? And, and you go through those highs and lows and, and you're continuously challenged in, in doing that. Yet you oftentimes, and this is something that I've learned even from my days at Belly and Ronan, but you have to be able to, I'm doing this now, but you have to be able to step back from that every once in a while, and you have to be able to take, even if it's just a day out of the week, uh, and just say, I'm not gonna check email, I'm not gonna check anything uh, on my phone, I'm gonna put it all away, and I'm gonna center myself, and I'm gonna have conversations with people, re- you know, real conversations, and I'm gonna step back from the day-to-day of that, uh, of me thinking about that one particular problem. Uh, but I, I'm still trying to figure those things out. I don't know what the best answer is, I don't know the best way to do that at all. Uh, I think we all have to do it on our own terms, in our own time. Uh, and figure those things out. And I think if there was a silver bullet to it, we'd all have, you know, figured it out. We'll all be living a great life, but we're not. and We don't know what that is. So um, maybe Raj has figured it out. I don't know.
2: (laughs) Oh yeah, of course. I'm just levitating at this point. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think it is, I I think it would probably be different for everyone, but I I think it is those moments to it that you have to allow yourself to just check out completely. Um, I know for me personally, I like when I am in a yoga class. Nothing else matters for that hour or that seventy-five minutes. And it's it's what's interesting is I've even noticed so over the, over the last uh, two three months, the studio I primarily practice at um, in the West Loop Bear Feet Power Yoga, um, they have had to put up a sign on the studio door. So like there's the lobby area, and then you walk into the studio after the lobby. They had to put a sign on the studio door that says, no cell phones inside the studio, please. And only in the last like three months has this been an issue. Because prior to that, no one was ever bringing their cell phones inside the actual studio. And all of a sudden, I don't know how, like, I don't know if we, like we reached the point of technology obsession in the last couple months where people were like, oh, I can't even be away from my phone for like the two minutes before class starts. Yep, the world hit a technology <laughs> <Yeah>. breaking point. <laughs> yeah. And it
1: has shown itself yes, in your studio. Yes, very- <laughs> <laughs> but even like,
2: I-, I see that and and we have to like call people out now and be like, hey, no cell phone, like please you know, take your cell phone out, put it in the lobby. And even that I find interesting is like, hey, this is this more or less like sanctuary space, the place that you're supposed to come to to disconnect. And yeah. even this is still hard to let go of what else is happening outside these doors and outside these walls. And whereas like half the time when I go to the studio, I turn my phone off completely, which like some people are like, oh, wait, you turn your phone off? I'm like, yeah, like what good is it going to do? Like, like, what am I going to do yeah. if anyone is trying to connect to me? If any if any news happens, yeah, what what am I going to do about it? While I'm like dripping in sweat. <laughs> Down <Downward> the dog here. <laughs> <laughs> <you>? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So I think a part of it is that ability to disconnect, but then I think another thing too is, um. so it's right. I think the original question was like the balance of the uh, contentment versus like going too far. Right.
1: Well, like, it's, it's being able to like do these things that are risky and stuff and, you know, travel and start businesses and work till midnight and all that stuff that you want to do in order to achieve these goals, but then still have like, A life outside of that, you know, and be able to, you know, reach personal goals, not just business goals and things like that.
2: So I think the other side of it is starting to, and this came up on the episode we did with Sabrina a couple episodes ago, um, starting to just get real with yourself about like, what are you really trying to get out of this? You know, Mm -hmm. like I teach four to five yoga classes a week and I'm very satisfied with that. And I love teaching those four to five classes. And I feel really good about my ability to teach. Now I'm sure I will get to a point where I'm like, you know, I could use some additional training. Let me go take like another certification program. Uh, let me learn, you know, this style or this specific way to teach. And that that's fine. But for now, I'm okay, like being the teacher that I am, and not feeling pressured to have to, uh, oh, I've got to be teaching a hundred classes so I can be yeah. doing this as good as possible or any, you know, anything beyond that. And I like, cause I know with it, like all I, all I know that I, I want out of yoga is it, is it, I don't, I don't want it to be my only, like my, my main thing. I like it being a side job that I have. Yeah. And knowing that I'm not trying to force anything beyond that makes me content with how I'm teaching and, and the classes I do while still also every time I'm like, I'll think back like, all right, could I have done that better? Yes or no. And I can just tweak for the next class based on that mini reflection without putting so much pressure or like negative energy on myself to say like ah oh, why haven't you reached a million instagram followers yet and why you know why aren't you a global sensation any of that
1: yeah I think I think- the, and that's the, that's the entrepreneur mindset right turning everything into a job yeah
0: <laughs> it is i think and i think there's also this this uh, this bullshit misconception around in order to be successful or in order to to build a a brand uh, that is you know global you have to invest every ounce of your entire Body and and mind into it, Uh, and you can't ever shut off. You can't ever disconnect. Uh, Gary V
1: here. I've got some (laughs) things for you.
0: (laughs) Yeah, you always have to be working, and you have to put in the 120 hour hour weeks, uh, and you can't come home and and uh, spend time with people that you care about, and, and you have to let go of all those relationships uh and i just think that that's i just think that that's not true i think that actually the last hour of of work that you put into something is the worst hour that you have, have and so you need those moments to step back and disconnect and i think if you look at i think this is where again traveling gets, puts it in a different perspective i spent um as part of the time off went to africa recently and spent time in uh local uh, community uh, kind of in the heart of africa and, and you realize these people don't have anything um and uh they don't have cell phones they don't have technology they're they're literally day-to-day trying to find where they're going to eat or, or where their water is going to come from yet you sit down and you have conversations with them and you talk to them and they're so happy um, and they're filled with so much more joy than somebody that, that than is Than anyone constant. in a
2: big city. <laughs> yeah, and, it, 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 and,
0: it, and, it, and it's you, you realize, and that's genuinely where you have perspective, uh, that you don't need much in order to be happy, and that's not saying that the way in which we're living life is wrong, but there are ways in which we're certainly becoming more connected um, as a society, and, and we, we constantly feel like we need to be in touch with everybody, yet maybe that's not the best way to live, and maybe that's not how we're supposed to be uh, or, how we're going to be the happiest uh and so it does take time to have some self reflection and 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 you don't need to be all the time you don't need to be running as fast as you possibly can in order to be successful in life yeah you know, I, I think me personally at least I need that time off in order to be better during the times that i'm on
2: yeah, and that's especially I would say in the startup world, there's so much like disrespect and like shitting on the the quote unquote like lifestyle entrepreneur uh, and I don't I mean that in the sense of like the people who are happy to build a business that like gives them a good income mm-hmm. and allows them to pursue you know, things they enjoy they don't necessarily have to raise any money to do that and you know like there's as much I think I think there's as much good in someone who builds like a small consultancy or just a one-man thing as there is in the person who you know gets featured in TechCrunch and it's like, oh, we raised all this money, you know? Like, you know, I, the, the mindset of if you're not in the press, you're not, like, worthwhile. Or if you're not, um, if you haven't built this multi-whatever, million-dollar empire, you've done yeah. something wrong, is totally false. Because yeah. you look at a lot of those people while, well, you know, like, all, you know, I give all credit to them for being able to do stuff like that. Like, even, like, with the stuff you've done, right, with Belly, like, that's like not many people can say that they have accomplished those things, uh, and even like with the, you know the different companies launched by Ronin, but there are a lot of people who have done those things, and their personal lives are just in shambles.
0: Yeah, and I, I'd even take it a step further and say that I, I think it's possible to to live a life that um, isn't consumed fully by your job and still build a successful company, uh, and and that can raise millions of dollars in um, and, and, and be a big brand. I, I don't think that it's all, um, you know, it's the, the conception that in order to do it, you have to be like a Steve jobs, I think is just false. I think you see a couple of those and that's repeated by publications and by what we read constantly that, okay, well, I need to be an asshole or I need to work my ass off in order to build this successful company. I think you can build this successful company and, uh, and still take time to have, time for yourself. And I actually think that that time can make you a better entrepreneur and make a, the company more successful in the long run as well.
2: Well, and, and I think part of the, part of the issue of why there that, that is that like the Steve Jobs or bust, uh, you know, mindset that's prevalent, I think is because with everything that goes on technology wise now, the only way to be heard is to have the strongest opinion and the loudest voice. Mm-hmm. And you and that the, the type of articles that are like. I enjoy my life. Some things go poorly. <laughs> Some things go very well. I have a dog I care a lot about and a girlfriend who I love. Yeah. Like those aren't gonna like no one's gonna wanna read that. They wanna yeah. they wanna read the either the how I optimized everything and only work one hour a day, or they wanna read the Uh, why I put in 120 hours every week and I love it
1: or why I quit everything and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And, and even like, all right, so we watched this, uh, half of, of a Bollywood movie last night. Oh, here we go. So I'm going to bring it up now. Um, and I don't know what the second half is, so I'm speaking from half ignorance. Um, but it, it, it was along the lines of like, um, you know, school teaches you this very rigid way to do life. Um, we're going to say do the opposite. Um, mm-hmm. just have fun, explore, blah, blah, blah. And it just reminded me of like every movie that I've ever seen. That's like, this is what the world tells you to do, but we're artists. So we need to do it this way. But the problem is, is that that's a skewed story because if you're an artist, you're going to be the one creating movies. Mm-hmm. Like every movie has this narrative of the world is telling us to, to do this, like to become an engineer but we want to be an artist. So now we're going to go create movies about how we rejected being engineers and became artists. Mm. Meanwhile, you've got hundreds of thousands of engineers in the world who just love their life. <laughs> like
0: yeah. But they're not
1: making movies about how they followed the engineer path and found happiness. And that, I think, is a very interesting thing talking about perspective and data points and things like that, is that the loudest voices that exist are the ones who are wanting to be this creative voice that's going against the grain. And I think it's really interesting to then just go talk to a 45, 50 year old person who's been in, you know, software engineering and just kind of loves their life, travels and does things, has no social media profiles, doesn't care about any of that stuff, just spends time with their family and and makes a good living. Like that's just as valuable as any of these other things that we're talking about. And I think it's, never a story that's told because it's not interesting, it's not artistic. They didn't spend time learning how to tell their story and pitch themselves. So we unless you're friends with that person, you just don't hear it. And I had a great conversation with a friend recently and they were saying how like being famous is the lowest thing on their priority list. Yeah. Like they have so many big priorities of like, you know, hit a certain success measure in their job, start their <clears throat> family, travel the world, all these things, but they don't want to they don't, they don't have that fear of living offline kind of a mindset. They like Being famous is not even in their consideration. And I was just thinking about that because we've taught personal branding forever. And I'm like, the amount of work it takes to create a personal brand and then maintain it over time is fascinatingly <laughs> intense. <laughs> and if you just said, I don't care if I have followers... <laughs> Think of how much time you have in your day now (laughs) to not to to go actually work on the business part of your business or you know be a good dad or something like that. Yeah. Like if you're constantly like tweeting and then like you're like, I'm so cool because I'm tweeting and your kid is over there like dad.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You're neglecting me. Yeah, are you are
1: you actually like cool? Like (laughs) 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 it's like um Throwing a ball to my son? No, you're not. You're tweeting about throwing a ball to your son. Like, yeah. so I don't know that. When I think about gaining perspective, that's always the thing that I want to like, search, seek out. Is like, what are the things not being crammed down my throat? Who are the quiet people who are successful, and yeah. what are their lives?
0: Well, I think it's I think it's that's a really interesting point because it's not the people that should be celebrated. And, and who, who should be famous are the ones that don't go about thinking about it in the sense of I need to be famous, right? They're not going out setting the goal of uh, I need to have a million Instagram followers, right? They're, they're setting out saying I need to build something that's successful, that has value. Uh, and those are the people that we need to celebrate. But oftentimes we don't hear about them. Um, we don't see their story. And I think that, that Instagram is a perfect example of that, right? Everybody talks about Instagram is this huge success. You know, two years they they turned it around for a billion dollars to uh, to Facebook and and oh look at what they did um, and so you have uh, this this crop of entrepreneurs that that see that success and say wow I want to do what Instagram did and I want to flip my company in two years to Google or to Twitter or to whatever um, uh, for a billion dollars and that's the goal that they set out with instead of taking a step back and saying. No, the actual goal is to build something that that people appreciate, that people value, that people want to use, uh, and that's that's where the success comes from. You, you don't you're not successful because you start out with a goal of flipping your company for two years, and that's why, or as you mentioned it earlier, but too many companies, too many entrepreneurs are thinking about uh starting companies that that don't provide real value to people um they're thinking about how can i get rich in 2 years by selling this or flipping this yeah, they're really thinking about just,
2: how can i exit but like before they even start yeah
0: started. <laughs> yeah then that's not even a goal it's not it shouldn't be anything that you consider it should be let's make something that people believe in that people love that people want to use that they tell their friends about and when you do that a, a, an output of that may be that you become famous but that shouldn't be the goal in and of itself. And the outcome may be that you sell to, to Google or whatever, but that shouldn't be the goal that you set out with. Um, yet, too many people are thinking about it that way.
1: Yeah, and to add an extra layer to that, I mean, we're uh, we're, we're all entrepreneurially minded, minded. So we're like, what can I create that will do all yeah. these things, right? <laughs> Versus what exists that I can make better? Like, what yeah. nonprofit can I join if I'm not the person that's going to invent? Like, you've got all these people who want to create their own nonprofit. And then you've got all these nonprofits who need people to work for them. Yeah. And the nonprofits can't get people to work for them because all those people are out trying to start their own competitor nonprofit. And so yeah. now you're hurting the cause you're trying to help because, you know, you're pulling resources away. And so, I mean, it's always good to build things. I love building things, but I don't think everyone is meant to do that.
0: Yeah, I would. Yeah, I think that it takes a perspective of being able to step back and saying, all right, what is it that I want to be able to accomplish in my life? And that may not necessarily be to start a company or to to work my ass off and, and spend 120 hours working on it. It may be that there are other things that are more important and you can still build something successfully while you do it. Um uh, and you can still concentrate on the things that you want to concentrate on. You just have to find the best mix of those two. And and that's something that I'm still figuring out. And I think uh, um, I, I will for, for the rest of my life. And that takes a realization uh, and a self-awareness of uh, there, there's a lot of things that I don't know that I want to know that I need to figure out. Um, yet it's, it's 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 that's not the traditional entrepreneurial mindset of, well, I need to have everything figured out and I need to have every answer and I need to be able to, to, to know everything. Um, I, just, I just don't. I know that I don't. And I think that um, there's a lot of things that I want to be able to learn.
2: The other thing, the other note I want to add to that fame bit of this I think fame bit's the name of a company actually (laughs) (laughs) not not the company The the fame portion of our conversation which makes me think we'll have to do an episode at some point just purely on the topic of fame because I think it's fascinating Um, fame (laughs) Um, some classic songs in this podcast (laughs) (laughs) I have been in the mindset before of like oh I need to get featured and I've been in the mindset of I do good work people will recognize it and that's more of what I adopt now Um, yeah like, like I had the ink.com feature this past week, which was real. Honestly, I was really proud of it because congrats was, on that, by the way,
0: you look great on stage. <laughs> thank you. Like I was really
2: proud of it for the fact that like I'm, I'm able to put in front of like, i like in an actual publication, like, Hey, I'm a rapper. And it, it, I do business because I'm a rapper. Uh, and I, it, I do well, business. hold on.
0: Weren't you, didn't they say a part-time rapper? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, All right, that's, yeah, clear. that's fair. Okay. I am
2: a part-time rapper, but it's <laughs> a like part-time model. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, like for years, there's just kind of been this like struggle of how do I reconcile the two, and now there's like an article that has reconciled it for me and and put it out in front of people. Um, but it wasn't like. But I know, like when that came out, I was like, you know, I feel good about it. like this is good. I have this out there. But I'm like maybe I'll get some business out of this, but I'm not like banking on this to get me business. Uh, And you know, it's happened in the past where like, when we had had ideal and things featured, it's like, it didn't drive business necessarily. It's good PR, Um, but it's better. Like you feel better about it when you've done something worthwhile and someone wants to recognize that as opposed to, hey, I got to find an outlet that's going to feature me and cover me. Otherwise I'm not worth anything. And even though you don't like the the first half of that Bollywood movie so far, (laughs) <laughs> the line that like the main character repeats several times is follow excellence and success will chase you with its pants down, not the other way around. And that I think is a great, you know, kind of guiding mantra to have is if, like, you want like become really good at something and success will chase you. If you become really good at something, and
1: success is chasing you with its pants down. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> Like, like yeah, around that ankles because yeah. it can't run very fast <laughs> if it's around it's ankles. <laughs> Success is just
2: hobbling.
0: <laughs> like, That's what I'm shooting for, though. I want success to chase me with its pants down. Yeah,
2: exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No,
0: it's, it's, yeah. Um, I think that I think that your your point, Raj, though, is is true for uh, for companies as well, right? If you think about cr- creating value uh, that people want or that people want to buy, um, that in and of itself is is the purpose of of building something. It's not because you want to become famous. It's not because uh, you want to get PR. You get PR because you create something of value. And we actually made that, that mistake even at the last company I was at. We, um, early on we launched and, and it was more of a, we were helping on the kind of the the, uh, uh, the backbone of, of starting companies and getting companies up and off the ground. But we thought, all right, well let's get some PR out there just for the sake of doing PR when the mentality should have been well let's do something of value let's let's create something and help them and then and then use that and if it's great then PR people will talk about it um and i think that's a much better mentality to have than the opposite
2: yeah and i even like and to go back to like some of the yoga teaching stuff like i'll tell you um like you know like that that under 30 experiences article like featured me on the yoga i was like okay this is cool and i appreciate that they did that for me you know but You know what felt way better to me was a class I taught last week. Afterwards, one student coming up to me and saying, hey, that was the best explanation of crow pose I've ever heard. Like, I actually feel like I know how to do that pose now. Like, that felt so much better than, you know, being featured in any, you know, news story. Because I'm like, holy crap, Like, I have just, I have helped this person in a very unique way and and they are grateful for that.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that that's, I mean, and I appreciate that, that I need to now know what crow stance is or whatever the explanation <laughs> was because apparently you changed that person's life. But I think that those, those, those that's a very elemental like relationship. Uh, uh, hey, I created value for this person and I got rewarded with a shot of dopamine because of that. And I think that if, if more people, more entrepreneurs align themselves with, I get a shot of dopamine, when I create something of value that people actually benefit from instead of I get a shot of dopamine when uh, when I get mentioned in TechCrunch uh, just because I raise money or because whatever, um, I think we'd, we'd all have a, a better place to live. I think entrepreneurs would be thinking about solving real problems for real people instead of just the, the tech bubble that we live in.
2: Yeah, oh absolutely. Now I wanna shift gears because this is. I think. I think you'll find this story really interesting. Martin and I were talking last night, uh, prior to watching this movie with another friend of ours. Um, we had a glass of wine, and I noticed Martin poured himself a glass of wine. And for the last year and change that I have known Martin, he has not had a one drop of alcohol. Wow. And I was like, "Wait, you're drinking again?" Because like, he had renounced drinking and <laughs> hadn't touched it probably since like the end of our road trip in 2015. Mm-hmm. Oh, and. You exp- And I'll, I'll let you take it from here because I think it's an interesting story of how you went, came back to, okay, yes, I can have a glass of wine.
1: Well, so it, it goes back to this like entrepreneurship hacking, like control every part of your life type of a thing. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, basically the reason that I had, I had removed it from my life was so that I could be productive. And we've talked about this on the podcast before. You know, we were starting a business. We had just gone on this, like, really fun road trip and done the podcast, but now it was time to, like, get to business, and I, like, wanted no hangovers the entire time that we built the product. I wanted to be able to wake up on Saturdays and work if I needed to, which was a lot, (laughs) like, every Saturday, and, like, basically, it um, it was, like, go mode, and so I removed it as sort of a hack to take more control of my life and the outcomes that I was working towards, and... Over the year, year plus that I did that, I kept adding other things similar to that. This very all-or-nothing mindset of you know hacking for productivity. So I started journaling every single day, and I um, you know would do all sorts of different types of all-or-nothing mindsets in order to increase productivity. Get to bed at a certain time, eat certain foods, get my morning routine down, you know X Y Z down the line. Um, and then here we are, you know, a year year plus later, and we've moved on from idea lemon and I'm I've different goals, I have different things that I'm trying to accomplish in life. I'm trying to have a personal life outside of work again, uh, which is tough to do when every Friday night you're going to bed at eight PM. And uh <laughs> and you know, I started dating someone and um and it was just this thing where they were like, Oh, you wanna go out? And I'm like, No, I just wanna go to bed at like eight o'clock. <laughs> and like <laughs> um, basically I had to realize that the perspective I was holding on to was one of attempting to control everything um, which I think that there's a limit to how much you can control before it starts um, having negative reactions uh, in your life so I cut out, I cut out drinking in order to um, you know reduce stress and increase productivity but what ended up happening was you know anytime I'd be out and about I'd have to have a conversation of yeah why are you not drinking and then like that that is the tone of all the conversations and all these very different interactions are like you know avoiding certain outings and avoiding certain things in order to just not have to deal with it um and so then i reintroduced it and suddenly it's like you know a sense of balance kind of fell back into place and it's not it's it's not like okay now go party all the time like that's not i'm not trying to go there but it's like Find balance between these different mindsets so that, um, you know, it's not an all or nothing thing. And, you know, there is value in both sides of the coin. And now that I understand what the value of each is, what the value of, you know, going to bed at 8 p.m. on a Friday to get up early on Saturday to be productive is. But also what the value of having a social drink with a few friends on a Saturday. um, And not feeling guilty. And not feeling guilty about it or not. Or not worrying that oh my god it's eleven thirty, I'm gonna ruin tomorrow, or like yeah. the podcast is gonna be worse or something <laughs> like that. Like that caused more anxiety, and the whole point of getting rid of drinking was to reduce anxiety. And so, yeah. what I found is actually bringing it back in has reduced anxiety. <laughs> so it's funny how like we think we have the right answers to things, and you know the life hacker entrepreneurship world encourages you to strangle your like habits um <laughs> and the way that you live your life and i'm someone who likes to buy into thing or who really likes to follow structures and things um, but i was having a conversation with someone the other day about anxiety and basically we said you know if if you really have like um so like the tim ferris model which is basically like automate everything in your life right Mm-hmm. Um, th- that's one way to do it and if that works for you that's awesome do it um, but there's another you know there's other ways of thought there's other forms of, of going about that that work as well such as the Scott Adams mindset and so Scott Adams is the creator of Dilbert and he doesn't talk about like you know, every morning wake up at a certain time, have your breakfast at a certain time, have your coffee at a certain time. If you have your coffee at 10 o'clock instead of 11 o'clock, now you've ruined your coffee rhythm. Like that's not. <laughs> your day is ruined. Exactly. Like I had, a, I have a calendar that I've hidden on my calendar, but it's like literally point by point, hour by hour, half hour by half hour, how your day should be. Like inject coffee here so that your 2 p.m. is better. Anyway. Yeah. Um But that's one way to do it. And if you want to be stressed out all the time, go for it. But um, (laughs) then there's the Scott Adams view, which is systems. Um, And basically, if you do these things every day, you won't see outcomes necessarily immediately. But they are the things that if you just keep doing, they might be boring. But if you just keep doing them every single day, over time, over 20, 30 years, you will get really great outcomes. So yeah. for him, he's not like, I need to be the best artist. Like if you read Dilbert, he's not the best artist, right? But he was like, there's three skills that I'm building here. Writing, comedy, and art. Now, mm-hmm. if I did any one of those by themselves, I'd fail. But I combined the three and I created systems around it so that they enhance each other and success comes. And so he's not strangling his days. He's systemizing. Success it. chased him, passed out.
0: Indeed. <laughs> <laughs> Seems like a Dilbert uh, comic right there, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, yeah. <laughs> uh, it, and, and, and for, uh, you know, the way in which I kind of think about it, too, is that there's, for all of us, and it's different for each one of us, too, but we have this linear line of, of our life's purpose, right? And there are certain things that we do that take us off course that, um, you know, maybe accepting a job that doesn't align with our values and, and doesn't align with what we want to do long term. Um, it may be something as small as the habits that we build into our day to day life. It may be something like, uh, stopping, uh, drinking completely. Um, and, and some of those things move you off of that, that core, some of them bring you back towards it. But I think it comes back to having the self-awareness of, okay, I know that I'm way too far outside of that, of that line of my life's purpose. I need to make some changes for you is as little as, okay, it's okay for me to have a couple of drinks. Uh, and, and be comfortable with that. But if you had said, well, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to stop not drinking anymore and I'm going to c- now go to the other side of it. And I'm going to just going to get drunk every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday night, that takes again. you on the completely <laughs> other side of, yeah. the, of the line of purpose. Right. And, and you, what you did is you had the self-awareness to say, all right, well, it's okay for me to have a couple of those drinks. Uh, not feel bad about it and that more aligned with with the the line that you have of of the purpose that you want to live with your life overall.
1: Yeah, and noticing that goals change too. So like when I did originally quit, it aligned with the goals I had, which was to work every day and we got our product done. Yeah. Like yep. but once, you know, we finished building that product almost a year ago now. Yeah, like yeah. I don't have the same goals right now as I did then, and so I shouldn't have the same life structure now as i did then and yep. being adaptable i think is important
2: well and there's one thing i'll add before we have to wrap up is you mentioned how you'd have to like explain to people uh why you don't drink when you were out i i think this is interesting the only like two things where people will ask why don't you is mm. if you say i don't drink instead of people saying oh what do you like to drink they'll say Why? Yeah. Why why don't you drink alcohol? That and if you say – What happened to you? (laughs) Yeah. That or if you say like – if someone says like I don't believe in God, people are like,
0: what do you believe in? It's why don't
2: you believe in God?
0: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, What happened to you in your life that made you believe that or not believe that or not drink? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, Social norms are very interesting.
2: (laughs) (laughs) But it's always like I don't golf. You're not like why don't you golf? You're like, oh. What what sports do you? Hey, Did you know know that I don't rock climb? Oh my god!
0: (laughs) (laughs) Something's wrong with you.
2: (laughs) All right, we need to wrap up. Uh, This hour went by like too quickly. (laughs) I'm like mad. (laughs) Uh, Before we do, Ryan, let our listeners know where they can find you and what you're working on.
0: Yeah, so uh, they can feel free to shoot me an email: uh, rc jeffrey j e f f e r y. at gmail.com. That's probably the best way to get a hold of me uh, personally. And then, uh, so I'm working on something right now that is uh, focused on uh, helping companies engage, inspire uh, their employees through experiences that change the world. Uh, obviously a lot under the surface there, but if you want to know more, feel free to, to get in touch. Uh, it's still very, very early, but I'm really excited about it and it uh, should be more information coming soon. Right
2: on. Cool. All right, so then to wrap up, we will go one by one, starting with Martin, closing with Ryan. Martin, our question today was, how do you gain perspective? I think that you gain perspective by both challenging yourself and,
1: and talking to people who live very different lives than you do. So the earliest instance uh, in Idea Lemon, when we started doing our events and started you know, coaching people on their personal brands and everything like that, we ended up just being like counselors (laughs) yeah which surprised me but it was also amazing because i got to talk to you know people in their 50s and 60s who had done what i was planning to do with my life and hear what they what they are their outcomes were and it wasn't speculative it was like this is actually someone who literally went down the path i'm on and here's where they're at and i at one point um at my first job, got coffee with like 15 people that I respected at the company and said, what are you excited about? And I just got the worst answers, like just terrible answers. And, and I think opening myself up to those conversations and asking, um, you know, what is it that people are enjoying about their life and how did they get there, um, good and bad, is the best way to sort of gut check our assumptions of, of whether or not we're doing the right thing and then allow us to open our mind to different options.
2: My answer for how do you gain perspective? Uh, very simple, Martin, you put it, I thought you put it very well earlier in the conversation. You said, a life structured to question, not to accept. That yeah. I think is, I think that's the key to gaining perspective. I agree with me on that. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan, how <do> you, <laughs> Ryan, how do you gain perspective?
0: Yeah. So I think both of you guys are right. And it's unfair that I had to go last because you basically (laughs) took my, uh, my answers to that. But I think uh, one thing that I'll be able to add to that, um, that I've been thinking through is, as we've been talking is not just how you gain perspective, but it's what you do with that perspective in the end. Uh, it's, it's how do you, how does it change your life? Right. And, and how does it allow you to better align with what you want to do overall? It's very easy to, to just say, all right, well, I'll put myself in a Uh, in a position where I'm uncomfortable. um, And okay, we'll see what happens in that conversation. Uh, But to actually be able to take a step back after that and say, uh, all right, well, this is how it's going to change my life. This is what I'm going to do with that newfound perspective. Uh, I think that that is uh, almost almost times more important, um, if not just as much important as putting yourself in those sorts of situations uh, and being able to have that self-reflection around Hey this is this is how I need to be living my life in in more accordance with my values and and my purpose overall.
2: Excellent. Ryan Jeffrey, this was a Fantastic conversation. This is a great uh, pre-brunch talk, I would imagine. for you. Yes.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, great. Now I'm, I'm all jazzed up for brunch. Here we go. <laughs>
2: now you're gonna like, yeah, you're gonna, like shock your fiance's family yeah. with like, all this deep thinking, and they're like, just, yeah, yeah, yeah. We just want to know if you're getting French yeah. toast or waffles. Yeah. <laughs> These eggs what do are you great, have, but have you thought about care. your life? Yeah. The waiter has been asking for your order for twenty minutes. <laughs> <laughs> but what is an order? Let's let's
0: that. What is French toast? What is <laughs> of oh man
2: thank you for joining us
0: ryan thanks guys really appreciate it
2: that wrapped up our conversation with ryan jeffrey ryan my man thank you so much for just a really good healthy insightful pre-brunch conversation on a sunday morning did you the listener enjoy this episode if so the best compliment you can give us is a rating and review on iTunes, as well as subscribing to the show. And you know what? Subscribe on whatever platform it is that your heart decides you want to listen to, whether that is iTunes or SoundCloud or Stitcher or Google Play or the various other platforms of podcasting in which you can find this show. For full show notes, references, and resources, as well as Ryan's contact information, grab it all at www.discoveryourinnerawesome.com while you are there check out our 75 plus episode archive of really well awesome episodes you know what one other announcement we launched a twitter handle recently please follow us at d y i That obviously stands for discover your inner awesome but don't get it twisted at d y i awesome all right that'll tie a bow on this one shout out again to ryan jeffrey for joining us For Martin McGovern, I am Raj Nation. You have been listening to the Discover Your Inner Awesome podcast. We will see you next time. But in the meantime, take care and be awesome today.